how do we really celebrate Easter? If you give up something in Lent, now you indulge in it. Yeah, that's right. That's what resurrection looks like. It looks like this wonderful celebration every single Sunday. How about the season of Eastertide? I knew the term, but didn't really know much about it. Turns out it has a lot to do with celebrating and some really profound implications for our society today. There are few people more disarming to learn from than Dr. Lacey Borgo. Lacey grew up in the oil fields of West Texas, now lives in Colorado in a log cabin. She even has goats. Lacey's on faculty with the Renovare Institute and does work with Portland Seminary. She's a spiritual director with adults and children. She's written a series of curriculum, teaching, experiencing, and practicing spiritual formation with children. She is a teacher at heart and a dear friend. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare Podcast. Lacey. Nathan. Easter tide? What is that? Ah, well, it's a special kind of laundry show. So <laughs> that she used during Easter. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it comes in a pink box with little eggs on it. It's shaped like an egg, actually. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, amazing. For your Sunday best. That's, that's Easter tide. <laughs> <laughs> I I never heard the term. Should I be ashamed to say that? No. I didn't even know what it was. No, no, no. But I still don't. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love that we began a chat on Eastertide with a joke and with laughter. Because that is absolutely the season of Easter. Not a joke, but this this lightness and this joy um, of resurrection. And just so you know, Easter is not just one day. No. No, no, no. Easter is seven glorious weeks of celebration. Because, you know, if the God of the universe has defeated death on your behalf, <laughs> it is time to get out the streamers. It is time to break out your best bubbly. It is time to celebrate in every possible way you know how. More than just one day. More than just one day, yeah. And that's Eastertide? Yeah, and that is Eastertide. So, I, don't, I mean, maybe you already knew this, but um, Easter is the oldest church holiday um, in 325 AD. I mean, we had Easter before we had Christmas. Hmm. And Easter is just this wonderful time when we celebrate the resurrection. Can I even say, though, that Easter loses its um, power if we haven't really engaged Holy Week. Okay. Because in Holy Week, we give ourselves the opportunity to, you know, all the seasons of the church are to mark our lives by the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. Advent... Not we, Hallmark. Not Hallmark. That's yes. right. We, <laughs> we get the opportunity to move counter to the culture. Um, and begin to mark our lives by the life of Jesus. Advent, we mark our life by the preparation of the coming of Jesus. In Christmas tide, yes, again, not a clothes cleaning yes, okay. product 
for your Christmas goods. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they're missing an opportunity. I feel, I feel you, you, you could be right about that. And in Christmas tide, you know, we don't, um, we mark our life by the coming of Jesus. And then um, Epiphany, we mark our lives by the light coming into the world. And what the life, the light and life of Jesus um, invites us into. And then we move into Lent. Lent gives us the opportunity to prepare. I mean, we are, it's a preparation. And, and then when we move into Holy Week, we um, experience with Jesus um, really our own sorrows. We lament. I mean, on Good Friday at 3.30, when we put out the Christ candle, and we can experience, you know, contemplating, um, you know, our part in what has just occurred. Mm-hmm. And it gives us an, you know, what kind of society will we be or are we if we don't have the opportunity to look our shadow selves, our wounded selves, our regretful selves square in the eye? And, if, and then on Holy Saturday when we, we really embody the silence of God, it's the gravity of longing so much to hear from God. I mean, how many of us have had those seasons in our lives where we have wanted to hear from God so much and nothing, not a word, not a word, Lord. Mm. That's that's Saturday. That's crucifixion. That's, that's between, yes. So when when we miss out on the, on the sorrow of Friday, the silence of Saturday, then Easter... Easter Resurrection Day, it loses its it loses its celebration. It's almost like Easter becomes shallow without the depth of the other two. Right. So I love this. Um, my own spiritual director is Greek Orthodox. <clears throat> really? Yeah. 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 Um, hi, Dee. Anyway, um, <laughs> she um, and, and so she's taken me to her Orthodox church, and um, on they do Easter vigil. So that happens Saturday night at like midnight or something, and um, they create with flowers this huge tomb. And, um, and there's like all these sweets, like because they've been fasting during Lent. And they're, they're all the, and you can smell them. I can smell them intermixed with all the incense when I come in. And, and then the service is so incredibly long. And it's this because they are moving from the sorrow of Friday, the silence of Saturday into resurrection. And so they, they then, the whole congregation parades through this tomb. Okay. Yeah, and comes out, and and you get the smell of all the flowers, and they they with their bodies are embodying this movement, and it is incredibly. I mean, your senses are lit, and um, this sense of we are resurrected with Christ, hmm. and then the church has said, you know, maybe we could say that spiritual formation is the slowest of all human processes. So we need seven weeks <laughs> to get in on the resurrection. Yeah. And that's, 
history of the church. Folks have been working with this. That's right. That's right. Weeks of since 325 A.D. What do you do during Easter time? I do a couple of little things. One thing we do is we have a dance party a week. So a dance party every oh, week. Every week, just in, within our own home. Okay. So um, I just picturing dog dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? He's he does the DJing. <laughs> Very good. That, that makes more sense. <laughs> but you know, we've known people who have invited their neighbors over every single Sunday for all seven. Because it is Easter. How do we really celebrate Easter? You know, um, if you give up something in Lent, now you indulge in it. Yeah, that's right. That's what resurrection looks like. Mm -hmm. It looks like this wonderful celebration every single Sunday. Um, I try to have fresh flowers in my house all during Eastertide. I, they just, something about the color and smell. That then becomes a prompt. I would assume. Yeah, it, beco it becomes like a conduit for gratitude. Just this way of saying, um, thank you, God. Oh, I can feel the breath in my lungs. I know that I am an eternal being in whom God dwells and delights, to quote James Brand Smith. That's right. That's right. Eternity is here. Death will not have the last word. Okay, I just had a thought. Yeah. If, if I'm, I'm thinking for the disciples, sure, the fellas, mm -hmm. the fellas, yeah, they watch their teacher, their friend, yeah, their Lord, yeah, someone who cared for them and loved them, publicly tortured and shame, shamed, right? Sat there and watched him bleed, and then the silence, right? What yeah. do you do with that? They hidden. Oh. They hid in the last place that they knew that they had encountered him, which was in the upper room. They went there to just the last vestiges of their relationship with him, where the, he had washed their feet. Could you imagine the sense of confusion? Whoa! Wait a minute. I thought there was some kingdom coming here. Yeah. What the heck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. The disillusionment oh. is, um, and the. How'd you, you know, make sense of that? Yeah. But the friendships, what do we do? I guess we'll go mm -hmm. fish again. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we do now. Right. We've been hanging out. Big adventure. Yeah. Good teaching. We've seen some cool things. Anyway, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> then, resurrection, Easter. Yeah. Stories, love that it was uh, women who first... Uh, That's right. Something that is not to be ignored. <laughs> That's right. That's right. As our friend Trevor likes to say, that if you ever wonder... If the stories um, of Jesus' resurrection are true, you can know that in that time and in that place, they would have never faked that a woman got to tell the story first and witnessed it first. Never. That would have never happened. That is so far out of um, the context and understanding of those folks at that time. And You're setting your story up to not believe, be believed. Right. And God... Just got got some news for you. <laughs> oh, this is good because that's. Oh, I'm just trying to think of a parallel. It's yeah. almost like <clears throat> let's start a story. So let's find 
a convicted uh, uh, liar. Uh-huh. Or, or, you know, I mean, not to yeah. say that, but yeah, yeah. The, someone whose society would not believe. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's what you're hinting yeah. Yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So resurrection. Yeah. And suddenly now, right? And, yeah. and then all that happens with ascension, all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's also important to, to note that wonderful things cause disillusionment too. I mean, you hear that in, in Emmaus. We had hoped. You know, they had a little bit of, we had hoped, you know. So even when they're out fishing and Jesus calls them, hey, fellows, how about some breakfast? From They say, you know, that's when Peter, uh, my favorite line actually in that whole story is when Peter has to put his clothes back on for he was naked. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing with the naked bit? Yeah, I, I really that. don't know. But I don't know how he did sink when he put his clothes on and swam to shore. But, uh, you know, they, they were still, they had heard. And they were still trying to make sense of it. So sometimes even when the most wonderful thing happens, something beyond our hopes and dreams, it can be hard for us to make sense of it. And I wonder if that's a little bit about of why it's hard for, I think the hardest discipline for Christians actually is celebration. Hmm. I don't think it's fasting. I think it's celebration, especially for us in the Western world. Why? We're ready just to get it over with. Because, you know, hope is disillusioning. Hmm. We don't like to celebrate? We're, we're, we're... I, I think we like to shallow celebrate. Okay. But when deep guttural when it's a deep guttural celebration, it means that we have to look the silence of Saturday, the sorrow of Friday in the eye. Deep celebration isn't an either or proposition. It is a both and. It's cruciform. You gotta hold the death to have the life. You gotta. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, so let me mm, kind yep. of follow on that. The if you'd been through all that, yeah, the resurrection. I mean, yeah, I think I'd want more than a day to celebrate that my my friend's back. There's something here. Yeah, you know, your rabbi, the, your teacher, the one you loved, the hope of glory, uh-huh. divinity revealed. It, right? The yes. Whole, that I had seven weeks would be I would be overjoyed for seven, seven weeks, weeks of seven dance weeks. parties and flowers. Yeah, and you know, seven weeks gives us an opportunity too to go back to the silence of Saturday, the sorrow of Friday, and to hold them in tension with the celebration because that deepens it. Uh, when I was young, I had a sister who died, and on Easter. Um, you know, we go and we put flowers on her grave. Why on Easter? Because we hold the sorrow of Friday with the resurrection hope of Sunday. And it, we gotta, it takes time and space to be that deep. Her name is Charity Day, by the way. Yeah. Charity Day. I think Easter, it's one of the 
gutsiest holy days. It invites us to courage, you know, resurrection in our own lives. When engaged in that cruciform shape, it invites us to take steps of courage. Oh, to come out of the tomb. To come out of the tomb. And I wonder what would it look like for this Easter tide to take some steps into our own resurrection, you know? If eternal life starts now, what would that look like? What does that look like to live resurrection? You know, beyond, like, I I like to celebrate, and there's probably endless things we could do to help live into that. Yeah, yeah. But then from a kind of courage, uh, stepping out. Yeah. I don't know. What what is the thing that we would do if we weren't afraid of failing? What is something that you would do if you weren't afraid to fail? Or afraid of criticism? Or afraid of criticism or critique. What would it look like to love the people in your home deeply and fully? Foibles and all. And maybe maybe even more difficult, what would it be look like to love yourself that way? I mean, maybe the, the best or biggest or most honest step of resurrection is to say, God, can you help me to love myself well? Can you help me to love you well? might be I'm having a little struggle with this person in my home or this person at work. Would you help me to know how to love them well? Because, I mean, resurrection is about love. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Remembering. Yeah. Remembering the death of Friday, the silence of Saturday. And the life of Sunday. And, and what would it look like? What would it look like for deep celebration to take root in your soul? Deep celebration to take root in your soul. I don't know. What does it look like for you? Yeah. You know, in one season of my life, it looked like playing um, zombie killer video games with my kids, frankly. I heard about <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't play or celebrate as well as I would like to. I can tend to be a workaholic. Hi, my name is Lacey, and sometimes <laughs> I'm a workaholic. Hi, Lacey. <laughs> uh, and uh, I really wanted to connect with them, and I needed to learn to play. And my husband and my kids love to game. And I, I'm, I'm, we don't have a TV in our home, so I just have this like internal um, uh, a judgmental person who's like, get away from me, you know. But it was, it was saying, for this season, I'm going to play zombie killer games <laughs> with my family. And it was so hard at first, and I never got very good at it. That was probably part of my um, resistance. <laughs> uh, but we, we had all this language around it, and we had some private jokes around it, and it just connected us together. It helped. Ah, oh, it did. It really did. I bet it meant a lot to them to see you hold the 
controller and ask what <laughs> X and A does? Yeah. <laughs> mostly, yes. Well, they were mostly like, we can't believe you're so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, believe it. Believe it. Believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Honestly, dancing in our home is a big deal. Um, yeah, that's such a big deal. We love music. We really, really, really love music. And our youngest daughter will either play music we have or she'll just play on the piano or she plays all the time and just dancing. I think another thing that we can do, if, we, if you have children or a spouse at home and we come up against, I don't know what we could do, ask them. Oh, I mean, that's, that's how good. I came to Zombie Killer Games, um, which was, um, how can I connect with you? What is something you really love to do? And can I really try to do that with you? Um, another one that worked for us is we have an ice skating rink. And the kids love it. And, and Doug used to play hockey, so he loves it too. And again, this is another thing I'm not great at. <laughs> But it was hysterical to see them propping me up, dragging me along the ice. It was so fun. I was so sore afterwards, but it was so fun. So maybe just ask your kids, a person you live with, um, what is something fun that you really love to do, and can I come with you? And we do this as a celebration of Easter? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. alive, we we're, get to play. You, you get you're to... breathing. Yeah. Uh, another way is, what, what is something you did when you were a kid you really loved to do? What did you really love to do? Were you a skateboarder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, get up your health insurance and go get a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go skateboarding. <laughs> what did you like to do when you were young? Did you love to play Legos? They still sell them. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you love to paint? Did you love to play in the mud? What would it feel like to feel the mud squish between your toes again? To yeah. remind you, you are alive. Resurrection. Life. Well, and it is now Eastertide. So we got seven weeks. You've got seven weeks to really sink in to your resurrection, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, celebrating your own resurrection, and really letting celebration deepen its root within you. Amen. Well, there you have it. You can learn more about Lacey and her writing at gooddirtministries.org. That's gooddirtministries.org. She's also been on the podcast a number of times with some really helpful interviews. As always, thanks for listening. Happy to be on this journey with you.